You're listening to Play Callers. New episodes dropping every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Available to stream across all platforms. Also, be sure to check out the Tiger's Den podcast. New episodes dropping every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Available to stream across all platforms. What's up, Play Callers fans? We got an amazing weekend planned, but you know we got to interview Auburn High football coach. This week, we're joined by one of the wide receiver coaches, Coach Clay Gorham. Coach, I know last night did not go the way y'all wanted it to, but thank you so much for being on this morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Very glad to do this, and and I appreciate what you do for for our school, for our athletes, and for our coaches. Thank you, sir. And with that, I'll get into my two questions. How do you think your receivers played last night against a very strong central secondary and really defense in general? Yeah, I think they. I think they answered the bell. It was a very physical game. Um, a lot of a lot of tough circumstances early, you know. Then they have they have athletes all over the place. Um, I, th- I thought we battled really, really hard. Um, hung in the fight. Gave ourselves a shot. Um, Got to clean up some mistakes, obviously going forward. But but hopefully in a few weeks we can we can circle back and, and see them again. Yes, sir. Were there any players that stood out to you on the receiving core last night? I think just as a unit, they played really, really well. Um, I thought Ian. Ian had a really good game, kind of got him going some. Um, he had some really tough catches and, and got some tough yards after the catch because um, they're they're swarming right there as soon as you touch it. Um, Cody had a really good catch. Um, Griff played Griff played well, but I thought as a unit they responded, and I think it's something we can build upon going forward through these next couple weeks and into the playoffs. Yes, sir. Talking about building on that, um, what will the receivers specifically work on before this actually really big in-region game against Prattville. Absolutely. Just keep keep building on that. Um, Prattville, Prattville comes to us, which I feel like we've I feel like we've been on the road the whole time, all year. It seems it seems weird when we do have a home game. We've, we've been away so much, so it'll be good. Get back in front of our home crowd. Um, keep doing things we're doing, keep doing things we're doing, and, and try to build on that. Yes, sir. And with that, I'll send it to my co-host, Max Mesman. Max, take him away. All right. Good morning, Coach. Morning, buddy. How are you? Doing really good. Doing really good. Um, You mentioned Ian Nation, and I usually highlight one or two players uh, on this podcast from, you know, the unit that a coach like you coaches, which is the wide receivers unit. I wanted to highlight Ian Nation, number nine, senior. He transferred from Gardendale two years ago, and since then he has been the leader of this wide receiver unit, one of the leaders. He's been really good, and he's actually the past two years led us in all major categories, according to Max Preps and receptions, yards, touchdowns, you name it. And so I wanted to ask you just how good of a player is Ian Nation, and what exactly does he mean to this team? He means he means everything to our unit. He's a great leader. He's a silent leader, but he leads by example. You know, Ian's not a big talker. He's not going to say a whole lot. He does it. He does it with his play, with his actions. Um, he comes to work every day. He shows up. Um, always the first in line. He's not like I said. He's not ever going to say a whole lot, but he doesn't have to. He'll do it by example. Um, he, Ian's a kid that makes everyone around him better. Not just the receiver unit, but but everywhere across the offensive line are skilled guys, running backs, quarterbacks. He just makes the team elevate their play when, when he's having a good night. And um, I, thought he, I thought he gave us a good shot last night to, to be successful. 
Yes, sir. I've actually been able to, you know, talk to Ian and see him in the hallways a couple of times. Really great guy and also great football player. But besides Ian Nation, coming into this season, he's actually the only returning starter at wide receiver for y'all from last season with Logan Blomire, Marcellus Josephson, and Jack Hudson all graduating. So how well would you say that the new players have stepped up and been able to fit into this offense and contribute to this team? I think I think they've done a really good job. Um, I think we've got a lot of a lot of um, are really good leaders on this group, especially the senior class. Um, they just want to win. Um, you know, with with um, Jackson getting hurt, the the second game we had to kind of change what we did offensively. Went a lot more run heavy, so with that comes less opportunities for them to get the balls. We're not throwing good as much, but they just want to win. They want to do whatever it takes for the team to win, and they've responded the right way and and, and done everything we've asked them to do. So I, I couldn't be more proud of them for that. Yes, sir. And then uh, talking about the game last night, obviously didn't go exactly the way you wanted to, like Taylor said. And But I was analyzing the game from our studio, and I noticed along with uh, Scott Bag- Bagwell and Rob Pate, the guys that do the uh, radio for the game, noticed a couple of unusual drop passes, especially early on in the game. What would you pin that on? Would you pin it on nerves or it being a big game? And what will the team need to do to adjust it going into the next week against Prattville? Gotcha. I think it's just one of those things, you know. Sometimes sometimes you start off that way. And I, I think just about everything that could go wrong in the first half went wrong. Um, mm. We get down there, you know, I, we get down there from the inside the 10, um, looking to score, and they wind up getting a touchdown off that. So just every, every scenario that could have gone – south went south so just just clean up what we do in practice keep getting better each day um keep the right mindset going forward and i think we'll be okay yes sir and on the positive side though i mean and bagwell said this as well a lot of the the receivers were open especially later on in the game when they needed to be it just seems like the ball just wasn't falling the right way but last thing about the game i wasn't able to actually find any specific stats about any of you know, our receivers, Auburn's receivers last night. So please fill me in on some if there are any that impressed you. But a stat I did see on Central side was the stat line of number eight, Cam Coleman, the number eight recruit in the class of 2024, their star wide receiver. And he actually had 295 receiving yards and four touchdowns. I know he isn't one of the receivers that you coach, but what did you see from him last night? And why was he able to play so good? He's just, he's just a very special kid. You know, you'll, you see guys like that on TV. Um, and you'll you'll cut college football on here in an hour or so, and you'll you'll see. And he's he's built that way already, and just a, just a very unique, special talent, and, and probably just just live and in high school. He's he's a top two receiver I've ever seen play live. It's him and him and George Pickens, one uh, A and one B. Just just seeing a person. Um, he can, yes, sir. He can do a lot of things that that people can't do. And it's just it's just naturally gifted, gifted like that. He's a really really special player, and he's gonna have a lot of success at the next level. 100%. And actually, uh, there's an analyst for 24-7 Sports, Cooper Patagna. He actually compared uh, him to George Pickens on a little report that he did where he predicted him to go in the first round. But anyways, going back to earlier in the season, with new quarterback Henry Allen coming in after week two of the season, did that change anything on the wide receiver end, whether it's the scheme you'll practice or the routes you'll run? Uh, you know the routes really stay the same. You know, we practice those every single day. We do we do routes on air. Uh, we do in, we do group routes as soon as practice starts, like for a pre-practice deal. 
we do two routes. So we did the same things every day route wise that we've been doing since, since June. Um, so that stays the same. We just try to keep repping those and keep getting better at those. It, it may change the dynamic of our offense a little bit, but, but they still know they're still all in it for the team. They want to do whatever they can to help us be successful and to help us win. So, uh, big picture wise, no, the mindset and everything stayed the same, but what we've done is has been modified a little bit just because of the, the circumstances. But Henry does a great job. He's a winner. He's a tough kid and he's he's been he's been great for, for our team and for our receivers. Yes, sir. And then uh one more question specifically about like wide receiver practices and stuff. When it comes to wide receiver practice, is it more group based or do you try and spend time with certain players at a time? What exactly is your coaching style? So I split up. We've got such a big, big – we've got – there's three of us, me, Coach Johnson, and Coach Bagwell, and they've been absolutely phenomenal to work with. They're both, both a whole lot smarter than I am, so so I get to learn a little bit from those guys too. Um, but we kind of break it up. We have enough receivers where we can break it up, and, and each kid can get some specific coaching because we've got three coaches to that one big unit. Although it is a big unit, we can kind of break it and, and give those kids a little more a little more – uh, coaching and guidance yes sir and then going into uh next week's senior night game against prattville after that tough loss against a really good central team really talented last night is there anything that changes in practice when it comes to adjustments after a loss you know, i don't think so i think i think our kids will respond the, the right way um it was a tough one last night obviously but um after the enterprise game we kind of rallied together responded and reeled off however many straight um until tonight so i think they know know what's ahead still, um, take care of business next week and the week after, and hopefully get some positive momentum going into the playoffs and then and then see what happens. Yes, sir. And then my last question is going to be, going into next week's senior night game against Prattville, are there any seniors, whether it's in the wide receiver room or any of the players on the team, are there any specific seniors that have impacted you, and how would you describe this 2024 senior class as a whole? So this is a, this is a great group, and I don't want to – Specifically, because I'll, I'll forget somebody. And they're all they're all such a special group of kids. Because um, this is my first year here, so this is my first oh. group of of seniors, and uh, they they've all been great. You know, I started in June. I was on the, on the right end of this last year. I've I've been at Hoover the past three years, so they've been they've been great to work with, and they've they've left an impact. They've they've helped continue to lay the foundation of Auburn High School football going forward, and and they will all be missed. So I'm I'm really fortunate to to be around those guys every day. All right, thank you so much for your time, Coach Gorham, and then I'm going to send you to my co-host, Reese Kinder. Big loss last night, but, uh, you know, I heard Jackson Kilgore supposed to come back next week. Are y'all going to work, like, in practice, like, you know, with the receiver, y'all as receivers, are y'all going to work with him as he slowly progresses to get ready for next week? So, going forward, um, you know, he's not – he hasn't been cleared for, for contact yet, so once we – once we cross that barrier, we'll we'll go forward with a plan. Um, he's been able to throw a little bit, which is good. Kind of get our receivers back in the groove of him throwing the football. Because you know, from a quarterback to quarterback, things like that change, timing changes. So he's he's been had the opportunity to throw some routes on air and, and do some things like that. So he won't be completely thrown to the thrown to the fire. But um, when you when you add being able to be released for contact, it adds a, a different dynamic. So um, we'll have to take it day by day and see where we stand. Yeah, um, you know, last night it was a big loss, but what were some positives you saw from your wide receivers last night? I thought they battled hard and competed. I thought they fought. Um, at halftime, it was very easy with, with everything that went south. Um, it, it, could have been, it was easy to, to quit or to fold, but they kept their composure in the locker room. Um, 
and they, they thought their minds had a chance to come back and win the game. So they kept that mindset and just kept battling, kept battling, kept battling, and and um, and gave us a chance. So I, I can't ask any more than that. And we just got to refocus, regroup, um, stay healthy, and then and then hopefully carry some positive momentum into the playoffs. Depending on which quarterback plays next week in the uh, Prattville game, what are y'all? Uh, what is your game plan for next week's game? We have not gotten that far yet, so we will meet. We will meet as a staff on on Sunday, and kind of see what that looks like. The picture of that going forward, and and how we can how we can use both those guys because both those kids are winners. Um, both of us gives us a chance to be very successful. So we we will meet as a staff and and get a game plan together from from Prattville on Sunday afternoon, and uh, you know we'll know a little more then. Um, and my last question is, you know, the, we have a lot of sophomores coming on the team. You know, how have you uh, been able to work with some of these sophomores at receiver? Uh, I'm around those guys a lot, actually. Um, at least this summer, I was I was around the younger kids more than, than the older kids. I got to know them a little little quicker because we would we've got such a large large number of kids. We would split workouts, so um, the sophomores would would work out in the upstairs weight room, and myself and and Coach Parnell and Coach Oliver, we would be Coach Bagwell would step there with those guys. So I got to be around those kids and build a relationship with those kids early and I'm, I'm really excited about the future and what they can bring to the table. Thanks coach. Absolutely. All right. Um, I'm going to ask just a few more questions and then we'll get you on with your Saturday. Once again, just thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Man, no problem. Um, what is your coaching mentality? Are you more of like a teddy bear guy? Are you more of a strict guy in practice? Do you like talking to your players? What do you personally think your coaching mentality is? You know, honestly, I, relationship builder I, I really like to build relationships with the kids and you gotta you can't be the days well you gotta be a little bit of both um you gotta have good balance with it but yeah you, the relationships i build and, the, and hope to make a positive impact on on the, on the kids around me um a lot of times they make such an impact on me as i as i may make on them but, but that's something i've always valued anywhere i've been is building those relationships and and um doing that with my with my position group Yes, sir. Uh, last week we talked to Coach Stanford, and he was talking about how sometimes you just got to talk to them, not about the game of football. You just kind of got to get to know them, Absolutely. get to know what's going on in their life, and it's just really special to see. And then can you tell us why you moved here to Auburn from Hoover and what aspects went into that decision to move here? You know, yeah, that's a good question. Anytime, you, anytime I move like this, it's a big, it's a big decision to make, right? Um, so yeah. I, I was at... I didn't actually work with Coach Ed. I was there with Coach Cheney and Coach Wagner. Um, had an opportunity to go to Hoover with Coach Niblett and was great. was great to work under. Worked with him for two years and then and then Coach Walter this past year. And Hoover's a great place. A lot of really good people. Um, opportunity kind of presented itself and uh, prayed about it and, and looked into it. And it's something I wanted to roll with. So it's been a blessing and I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it here. Um, getting to work under... The staffs are great, but I feel like I've got like two doctorate degrees almost in learning coaching, getting to work under a Hall of Famer in Josh Niblett and a Hall of future Hall of Famer in, in Keith Etheridge. So that's been phenomenal to get to work and, and learn under those two guys. So I could ask for a whole lot more than that. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, we're really glad you're here. I mean, great guy, great relationship builder. And I want to ask my last question. What does the city of Auburn mean to you being new here? 
And looking at your ex account, I mean, it seems like you're a big Auburn University fan. Absolutely. Hope 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 the university can get a get a win today. Um, it's a great community. I've, I've, I'm loving it here so far. It's still Auburn has grown over the years and it's continuing to grow, but it still has that small town feel. And I'm from a very very Alabama, so it feels like home here still. And um, I think that's a really cool aspect about this place. Yes, sir. And then I'm going to ask anything you want to tell the fans listening, the students listening for the big game coming up against Prattville, Pink Out the Ducks, Senior Night, all the aspects going into it. Are there anything you want to tell the fans? Yeah, absolutely, guys. Be be there, be loud, be rowdy. Um, these seniors deserve a big crowd because we've, we've not had many home games this year. So come out, support us, fill it up, and let's get a win and continue rolling and, and get some momentum going into the playoffs. Yes, sir. And Max and Reese, do you all have any more questions? Uh, I don't have any more questions. Thank you so much for your time, Coach. I mean, really great talking to you. And yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any other questions either. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Absolutely, guys. Anytime. I appreciate what you do for, our, like I said, for our school, for our for our athletes, for our coaches, for our. I mean, it's, it's an unbelievable thing y'all do. I I was impressed with it from afar, and then I get in here and see see all all that goes on. That's it's really cool. So so thank you for all you guys do. Thank, Thank you so coach. much, Coach. Thank, Thank you for coach. giving us some of your Saturday. I know Absolutely. it's a busy Saturday with college football. But hey, guys, yeah, glad, glad to do it. With us for a little bit. Glad to do it. This is the sounds of the game. These are some of the interviews I got at the volleyball game on Thursday, or actually Wednesday, and then I got some interviews on Friday night for the football game against Central. Uh, the first interviews are Adeline Lassiter, uh, Leah Beeson, and Conley Etheridge from the volleyball game. And then the football game – this is a rare interview. We got Cam Coleman, wide receiver from Central, Coach Etheridge at halftime, pregame, postgame, and then we also were able to get a few commentary uh, interviews during the game as well, just me commentating the game, uh, what was going on during the game. I'm here with Coach Carter. Coach Carter, uh, big win uh, both of these games tonight against Smith Station and Central. We know Central was uh, probably another good team in this tournament. Uh, how do you feel like your uh, girls competed against both of these teams you played tonight? Um, they're just coming on strong here like in the last three weeks, and uh, we're just focused on keep moving forward in one game at a time and just one pass at a time, one serve at a time, just keeping it real simple. They're, they've really done a good job and they're shining at the right time. Uh, my hat's off to Central. They've really improved. They're going to give a good uh, run in it for the regional as well to represent this area well. So, well, Thanks, Coach. I'll let you get with your team. Thank you. Uh, I'm here with Leah Beeson. Uh, Leah, how does it feel to win MVP of, uh, of this area tournament? It feels really good. I think we all worked very hard, and any one of us could have easily gotten MVP, but I'm really grateful, and I love my team. Uh, how do you think your uh, teammates affected uh, the way you performed tonight? I think the energy definitely stepped up from the first set, and their energy affects my energy, and I just love all the support that I get constantly from them. All right, good luck in Super Regionals. Thank you. I'm here with Conley Etheridge. Uh, how does it feel to win your first area tournament as a sophomore? Um, very important to me. I feel like dedicated to win the area tournament as a sophomore on a, on a varsity team. But yeah. How did your teammates affect your performance tonight? Um, I feel like the higher momentum we have as a team, the better we play and the better impact it has on me. But um, when we have higher energy, we do better as a team. Thank you. Good luck, Super Regionals. Uh, how does it feel to win another area tournament here with Auburn, um, and especially y'all played two games today, and uh, it was, I think it was about an hour maybe between both games, but um, how does it feel to beat Central again as well? 
It feels great. I'm just really proud of this team and everything we've accomplished. Um, we've worked so hard and faced so much adversity, but we still have a long ways to go, so we're not finished yet. Uh, how do you think your team's going to work on in practice this week, uh, especially with uh, Super Regionals coming up next week? Uh, we're going to get after it. We're going to come in and be ready to work hard, um, and we're determined to make history this year. So, yeah. Uh, good luck in Super Regionals. Thank you. Mayor with head coach, uh, Coach Etheridge. Uh, coach Etheridge, what are you looking for for your team tonight uh, in this big game against number one Central? Just looking for us to play hard, play, you know, with a lot of confidence, you know, a lot of effort and a great attitude. You know, we got to take care of the football. Um, we got to keep them from making big plays and just, just got to play hard. Well, we know you guys were on a bye week last week. What did y'all mainly work on uh, to get prepared for this big game? Well, we just worked on getting healthy, really. <laughs> we're a little banged up, so. Yeah. We just gotta make sure we keep keep you know uh, stay healthy. You know we got hopefully we got some playoffs coming up. You yeah. know we gotta we gotta win two of these three games and you know, hopefully we get this one. If we can get this one, we got a chance to win region again. Yeah. So now I know uh, Jackson Kilgore. He uh, he was injured a few weeks ago, but uh, what's the status on him for this game? I heard he's uh, supposed to dress this game. Yeah, he's going to dress. He won't play. Uh, He's he's uh, been cleared, but you know we're gonna we're gonna hold him off till next week probably. Uh, he's uh, we don't want him to get in here and re-injure that shoulder, and you know um, he needs a little more practice time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know he's over there. He's over there with his teammates, and you know the team feels great that he's back out here, and you know and Henry will get the nod today, and you know Henry Henry will do a great job. Uh, what's some motivation you've told your guys all week uh, going into this big game? Just, you know, it's still in your hands. You know, yeah. you control your own destiny. So come out here and win this football game and, and you know, got a chance to win the region. And my last question is uh, what are you looking for defensively uh, against Central, who has a uh, high-powered offense? Yeah, we just got to do the same stuff we've been doing. Play hard, play with reckless abandonment, you know, uh, keep them from making big plays. You know, they got a bunch of big play guys, one of the number one receivers in the nation. You know, yeah. quarterback's playing real good. The running backs are really good. They're good up front. So, you know, we just got to make sure we have attention to detail and do everything we can to keep them out of the end zone. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. It's almost 5.40 p.m. on the Plains, and we are 81 minutes away from kickoff as Auburn prepares to face the number one team in the state, the Central Red Devils. Central is 7-0 this year, and Auburn is 6-1 with a loss by one point to Enterprise at home. If Auburn looks to win this game, Auburn will need to have high-powered offense and a stifling defense. But 81 minutes till kickoff, I will be back before the game to let you guys in uh, on a sneak peek of uh, what it's going to look like and what it's going to sound like before the game. And, you know... Uh, Auburn is about to start probably the biggest game of their season. This decides the region, and um, Auburn needs to win this game to basically get the number one seed in the playoffs. And, um, yeah, big game for Auburn, and I will see you at pregame just before the game starts. I'm here at Duck Sanford Stadium, 12 minutes before kickoff between Auburn and Central. Number one team in the state is Central. And uh, Auburn looks to uh, get, a, I would say, an upset win here against a uh, good Central team. Uh, both teams are about to come out um, after the band performs, and uh, it should be a good game between both these teams. Um, expecting a high-scoring game. Uh, we'll see at the uh, start of the game, and um, I'll see you guys at halftime. I'm here at the end of the first quarter. Auburn is down 13-0 to Central, but the Auburn defense is looking promising with two stops 
in the red zone, forcing Central to kick two field goals. Central did open up the game with a touchdown by Cam Coleman. And um, Omar Mapson just ran for a two-yard run at the end of the first quarter. And we're getting ready for second quarter action as Auburn looks to score their first points of the game against Central. Central might have a little bit of trouble on offense, but their defense is definitely showing out. It is halftime here in Auburn, Alabama. Um, Auburn is down 27 to 10. They did score a late touchdown at the end um, of the second quarter before halftime, but um, hopefully they can work things out in the second half. Auburn gets the ball to start the second half, so maybe Auburn can uh, get some momentum going and possibly uh, maybe come back against Central. But if Auburn hopes to bounce back, their defense has been playing well, but their offense really needs to step it up. Other than that, that is it for the halftime report. And I will see you at the end of the third quarter. I'm here with Coach Etheridge. Uh, Coach, you guys are down 27 to 10 at halftime. Uh, what are y'all looking for in the second half um, from your team, especially offensively and defensively? Well, we just got to eliminate those mistakes we're making. We're making big mistakes, and they're turning them into points. So, you know, can't turn the ball over. And when we get inside the when we get inside the red zone, we got to score points. You know, in the second half, we're gonna have to score touchdowns. You know. Uh, but, you know, we, we got an end zone right there for half, so hopefully we can build on that and, and uh, you know, get back in this game. Uh, what did you tell your players at half? Uh, when they're, they're down by 17 points, but, you know, like you said, there's, it's still a uh, good game. You guys are still in this game. If you score after halftime, you guys uh, would be only down by 10 points. Yeah, we just got to get the, we get the ball back right here. We got to do something with it. We got to make sure that we either put it in the end zone or get down there, flip the field on them, get some, get some points, whether it's three or seven. All right, thanks, Coach. Thank you. I'm here with Coach Etheridge post-game of the Auburn and Central game. Um, you know, y'all lost 21-point uh, game. But, you know, uh, what are y'all going to work on this week to get ready for Prattville and especially uh, Kil- Jackson Kilgore's coming back this week as well? Well, you know, we're just going to work on the whole, you know. Yeah. Gave up some big plays, turned the ball over a couple times and they got scores off of. You know, really we could be going in right there to tie the ball game on that last drive. You know, we gave up 14 points and turnovers and, ball, you know, making some mistakes. We, we just got to learn from it and get back. You know, that's a really good football team. You know, that's probably one of the better central teams I've seen. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully we'll get a chance to see them again down the line. Yeah. Uh, What do you think of Coach Nix? Do you think he's a good coach? Oh, yeah. yeah. Coach Nix is a great guy, good good coach, great guy, you know, uh, does a fantastic job and and just a class guy. Yeah, speaking of the central team, very good. Um, You know, next week, uh, Prattville and then also Smith Station the week after, those are two region games. so y'all, y'all are expecting to uh, get Kilgore back, but uh, also, what did you see from defense on this game? I thought defense played well. You know, I thought that you know we stopped them a couple times down there inside the 10, 15 yard line. You know, uh, we got some big plays from our defense. You know, I think defense played good enough to win tonight. You know, eight's just that good. Yeah, eight's a really good football player. So, yeah, you know, you got to find him. You got to find a way to slow him down. What are some positives after this uh, big loss? Just. You know, just we, we just got to focus on getting better. You know, I think that we play good in some positions. You know, we got to get better in some other positions. You know, uh, we got to tackle in space. Got to do some some of that stuff. You know, so yeah. But we'll be fine. Well, thanks, coach. Yes, sir. I'm here with uh, wide receiver Cam Coleman. This is actually an un- unusual interview for me because uh, we actually do most of the Auburn players. But, you know, first I'm doing a central player. Uh, how did you uh, think you performed this game? Uh, I think I performed uh, pretty well. Yeah. Um, I give all glory to God for uh, everything I've done tonight. 
Amen. Yeah, uh, four touchdown uh, passes. Um, you know, Auburn, I like to think, has a good secondary. But, you know, you're you're what, 6'4", 6'5"? Yeah, 6'4". Yeah, you know, that's Seth Williams type potential. Uh, he's about 6'4", 6'5". But, you know, I think you're a good receiver. Uh, how do you think you are as a receiver? Um, uh, uh, I think I could do everything on the route here probably. Um, I believe I could. Yeah, anything I'm asked to do, I'll just do it. What are you looking forward to your next game? Uh, really just play, keep playing consistent and, um, and really just improving on. It's all we root for improvement. Thanks, Cam. Indeed. That's going to do it for Play Callers Episode 9. We truly thank Coach Gorham. Shout out to him giving us some time on his busy Saturday with this amazing college football slate. I'm sure he's going to be going to Jordan Hare. It's going to be rocking. And thank you all for listening this week. We'll see you all next week with a brand new coach. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Play Callers. Be sure to check out our episodes dropping every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Central. Also be sure to check out our other podcast, The Tiger's End, where we dive into the world of sports. Be sure to check out those episodes coming out every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Central. Thanks for listening.